Come on, amen. It's so good to be, uh, it's just good to be in church. Great to see so many smiling faces, and uh, boy, thank you, Pastor Brian. What an incredible moment of just connecting in God's Word and uh, just being in His presence today. Uh, I am thrilled as I stand before you here this morning just to dive into what I believe the Lord has given us something else that we just have in our lives uh, to be thankful for. And I just want to give a personal invitation. Before I dive into the Word, Pastor Brian was just talking a little bit about that class that uh, I'll be teaching uh, the first the 8th and the 15th, three weeks. If you are new to Saginaw First over the last year or so, I would love to meet you. And uh, in that class where we'll get to meet and connect, uh, it's really just talking a little bit about Saginaw First 101. What are the basics, what what you might want to know about us and this church and how do I take my next steps and what's this church all about and what do we believe and, and where are we going, what's our vision, all of those things. If you're new to Saginaw first. I would love to meet you uh, those three nights. I'll be teaching it and would just love to connect with you. If you've never attended Saginaw First 101, I encourage you to take this opportunity and uh, do that. I would love to connect with you there. It'll be a a super time. Today we're diving into uh, our thankful series week four and uh, today I want us to know, uh, and I don't know if you are, I am, I am very thankful. Come on, how many of you have thankful hearts this morning? Are we thankful for some things? As we've walked through this series, we know that a heart of gratitude is is, uh, something that literally can change the course of our lives. It can literally have an impact in every area of our lives. Today, I am thankful that I am not alone. I am thankful that the Word promises that He will never leave us. We talked about that the last two weeks. He will never leave us nor forsake us. He is with us always. And with that, we have many things that we have to be thankful for. God, in His infinite wisdom, uh, created in us uh, there's, there's so many things within us and we're all different. We have different desires, different needs, but there are some felt needs that every single one of us have in our lives. We have a, a, a need and a desire to have a purpose in our lives. We have a, a desire to belong. We want to belong to something. There's this deep sense of belonging that each and every one of us have deep in our hearts. And as we tap into those things, many times the world causes us to think, about the things that we don't have today we want to focus on all the incredible things that we do have all the things that the Lord has blessed us with all the wonderful things that he has given to us to enjoy as we make our journey through life today as we dive into that I'm so thankful that we don't have to walk out our lives alone the first thing that I I note that I am thankful for is that uh, God is faithful. Come on, how many of you know that He's faithful? How many of you have experienced His faithfulness? Let me see your hands. We are, we are, uh, He is, I am telling you, the Word tells us in 1 Corinthians 1, 9 through 10, He says, God is faithful, who has called you into fellowship with His Son. Jesus Christ our Lord. Do you catch that? He has called us 
into fellowship with his son. The first thing we need to note is that, that God's call is upon our lives. And it's not necessarily to do. He hasn't called us just to do. He gives us that. That's our purpose. And we want to fulfill that. But his first calling to us is to have fellowship. What does that mean? To have a relationship with him. Our first calling that he desires for you and I to experience is to be in fellowship. To be in a relationship with Jesus Christ the Son. And he gives us that ability and that that incredible uh, gift as he says. He starts that verse with, God is faithful. We look at the next verse in uh, 1 Corinthians 10, 13. It tells us, he says, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And here it is again. And God is faithful. Everyone say faithful. faithful. Say God is faithful. Come on, say it again. God is faithful. There's something about just speaking those words and we hear them and we hear other people saying them. This is an incredible promise to you and I. God is faithful. We are never alone. We're not walking this earth alone. We have now, I don't know if you've ever felt alone. I I probably don't even have to ask, ask that question. We've all felt alone. We've heard the term in a crowded room and yet lonely. You could be sitting here in this sanctuary and there's a room full of people and yet inside there's something deep inside that's lonely. You feel like maybe nobody understands what you're walking through and what you're going through. As we walk through this message today, I want you to understand that you are not alone. You are loved You were bought with a price. Jesus' greatest desire is to bring you into fellowship, connection with him. Wow, God is faithful. Listen to this, because when we live in this world, he knows, he lived this life, he walked this earth, he knows what you and I are going to encounter, what we're going to experience, the ups and the downs, and this verse goes on, listen to this, he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear but when you are tempted doesn't say if you are tempted am i right it says when you are tempted you and i will experience the drawing away to try to draw us those those, wow even during our prayer time those distractions of life that pull us away from him that pull us out of the word uh, busyness we just boy we love busyness and we allow busyness to be a distraction to pull us away from that which is important and and here we understand he says you know when you are tempted when those distractions come i will not give you anything that you cannot bear But when you are tempted, listen to this, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Listen, church, you and I are living in days that are unprecedented, and we live in a world where sin abounds, and, and the things of this world are, are glorified, and the, uh, where evil is good and good is evil. We all know. We see it. We, we're watching it lived out, and, and here the Bible tells us that he will not give you and I, he's called us into fellowship, and he won't give us anything that we're unable to bear, and when we are tempted, he will give us a way out. The biggest question is, is will you take the escape out 
or will you stay and dwell in the temptation and the life that we have all around us in this world? God is calling a remnant, a group of people who walk in holiness and in purity of heart and mind. And, and he said and he promised, don't worry, I will be with you. I will walk with you. When you are tempted, I will give you a way out. Let's, let's grab a hold of that escape route. Let's jump in and say, God, take me out of this mess. Take me out of these situations. Now, you know, I, I can't speak for everyone in this room. I know that there are many circumstances of life that are dealt uh, to us some, of us, some of them by our own choice. Come on, how many of you have ever made a silly decision? Can I go one step further? How many of you have ever made a stupid decision? Oh, more hands went up on that one than the silly, silly, uh, stupid, oh yeah. We, 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 we have, we, we made a poor choice, we made a poor decision. And because of that poor decision, something happened that we didn't like. Something took place in our lives. Maybe, uh, I, you know, if we could, we'd go back. If, I think all of us, if we had the opportunity, would go back to a decision or a choice that we made. And boy, we'd love to just flip the script on that. Man, if I knew now what I, uh, if I knew then what I know now, I never would have done that. If I knew then what I know now, I never would have been there. I never would have walked that way. I think we all have those moments that we'd like to go back and just change the narrative. He goes on in Psalm, there's another verse, Psalm 31, 5, says, I entrust, I love this, the psalmist writes, I entrust my spirit into your hand. Church, let me tell you today, he is worthy of our trust. He is worthy of putting the trust of our heart and our life in him. He says, rescue me, Lord, for you are a faithful God. I am so thankful that he is faithful. I am so thankful that he makes a way out. I'm so thankful that he leads us and guides us. And as we talk about having thankful hearts and being not that we are not alone, the greatest thing we need to understand is the great faithfulness of our God in our lives. I, I know that uh, in, in the world we live in today, uh, there's a lot of things that are available to us. There's a lot of things that are out there. And somehow, as we walk through this moment, as we walk even through this service and we kind of take a picture of, could we in a moment, here even now, in this snapshot, just begin to say, thank you, Lord, that you are faithful. You supply my every need. You take care of me. You take care of the birds and so much so if you, if you take care of the sparrow, if you take care of the bird and the tree, you provide food and shelter, how much more will you provide for me? The next thing that I'm very thankful for is community. I don't know if you've noticed, but it's sense in my heart, boy, there has just been an incredible shift. Have you felt just an incredible sense of God's presence and His Spirit as we have come together? Have you been enjoying our times of worship and our, our times of lifting His name to the Lord and just sensing the presence of God that is just filling this place? It is so amazing to watch and see. I don't know, I just kind of sense the power and the presence of God being so tangible here. And there's something awesome about community. 
Being in a faith community, I'm so thankful for our faith community. I'm so thankful for you. I'm so thankful that we get to do life together, that we get to worship the Lord together, that we get to go uh, be a part of the family of God together. There's a connection and there's a bond and there's something awesome that happens when the people of God come together and they worship the Lord. Something miraculous happens and the Lord talks about it in his word he tells us in Colossians 3:16. he says let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit singing to God with gratitude everyone say gratitude, gratitude. we're gonna sing to God with gratitude in our hearts there's something about coming into a place like this a community of believers and singing with a gratitude in our hearts my favorite one of my favorite verses it was a a life verse for and others burdens and in this way you will obey the law of Christ help carry one another's burdens and in this way you will obey the law of Christ come on let's be burden bearers let's be burden carriers let's be people of God who lift one another up who don't add to the weight but take the backpack off and say come on let me let me help you let me carry that for you let me come alongside of you and carry that weight that burden for you I want you to know that we I know I am not alone, but as a church, come on, we are not in this alone. We have each other. Come on, look to someone next to you and say, you got me. Tell them, you got me. We're in this together. You got me. We are not alone. As a church, we have an incredible heritage and history as a church, if you look back uh, and watch what God has done over the years, it's been truly amazing. And I want to take just a moment to share a little bit of that history with you today and share with you what I believe God is calling us as a church as we move forward, as we walk through this holiday season and stepping into uh, 2022, as we step into 22, uh, as we step into that year, uh, I believe that God is calling us uh, as a church into some things and so uh, let me just share with you very briefly you see our church was founded uh, in in 1922 we are in 1922 February 12th in a house on Fulton Street as they get a group of people gathered together and they met and they established a church and that church in 1922 was called Calvary assembly Calvary assembly existed and was a church that believed that God wanted to reach this valley for Jesus that God wanted to reach uh, the people of Saginaw and everyone in the Saginaw Valley area and this church began on Fulton Street it was also uh, spent some time at 114 North 4th Street North 4th Street boy say that a couple times fast 
Then they located on Jefferson and Remington, later moving right here to where the church currently exists, which is on Mackinac Road. In 1922, Calvary Assembly launched. It started with a gathering of people who understood this bur- that we need to bear one another's burdens. And we aren't good alone. In fact, we are better together. Do you believe that this morning? We are better together. In 1935, they changed the name of the church from Calvary Assembly to Gospel Tabernacle. I found out that when they found their location as Gospel Tabernacle on Remington Street, some of you in the room might remember this, some of you might know this incredible couple, uh, but there was a couple here named Artis and Marshall Mathis. And they were the very first couple married in that church. And when I came here as your pastor in uh, 2014, early uh, on in, in, in being here, just a couple months in, Artis went to be with Jesus. And I had the privilege of doing her funeral. A few uh, years later, Marsh passed away, and we were, I was blessed again just to be a part of that that family and all of their friends and everyone associated with Marsh and Artis. In 1971, the church became First Assembly. And as they did, they, they changed their name from Calvary Assembly to Gospel Tabernacle to First Assembly. And then in 2014, when we got here, we didn't realize that we, were, we had kind of changed the name a little bit. We started going by Saginaw First assembly so we became Saginaw first we want to reach this valley for Jesus from Calvary assembly uh, to gospel tabernacle to first assembly to Saginaw first and we saw God just begin to move and and do some incredible things I remember when I was first here and we first got here we had several asking uh, hey you know should we should we change the name should we change the name of the church? And uh, I, I remember just my, 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 my heart said, no, uh, I don't believe that now's the time to do that. Uh, if, if you're new here and you don't know this, but, uh, you know, in, in every church there's a life cycle. There's, come on, ups and there's downs, right? Come on, how many of us in life have some ups and we have some downs, and in a church's life cycle, there's some ups and downs. And it had currently, uh, at that time, recently, I should say, it, at that time, had encountered a downturn in its life cycle. And, and maybe we should change the name. You know what? I be- believe deep down in my heart that it wasn't the right time. I believe that God was not calling us to run from something or to change our name. I believe that God wanted to restore His church. He wanted to do something awesome. And I said, you know, when it's, when it's coming or when it's time to do that, I want to do it from a place of health, from a place that, that God is leading us and guiding us, not to say, hey, let's close a chapter and let's open a new chapter under something else. I believe with all of my heart, from 2014, when we walked into this building, God had a plan and a purpose, and his destiny was to restore this body. And I'm here to tell you that he has done that. He is good. He is faithful. He has done so many incredible things 
He has done miracle after miracle. Let me share with you as we walked in. Now, now I just want to tell you, can I just brag on God a little bit? Listen, not one of these things that I'm about to tell you have anything to do. There is zero from anyone or any person, including myself, Everything that you're about to hear me say that God did in this is because he has a plan for this, for this building. He has a plan for this church. He has a plan to reach people. He has a plan to reach this valley for Jesus. He has a plan that God's spirit would begin to flow and move and do great and mighty things. And he began a restoration process that I don't know about you. I just feel excited that we get to be a part of it. His plan. We didn't have a functioning church sign we had one donated we had a roofing consultant come out and look at our building it was so bad he said you guys need help and he put two roofs on absolutely free ripped it off 11 guys in his crew came ripped it off replaced it all we had to do is put a dumpster for them to throw the garbage away come on that's cool Pro-Air Mechanical stepped in, repaired all of our non-working heating and cooling units absolutely free. We sought bids to remodel our nursery. Bids came in at certain prices until one bid came in and said, if you provide uh, the materials, we'll do it absolutely free. I want you to know that we never asked one person ever in from those uh, now from within the body. Come on. We have some people who have served us and served us well. They give their talents and their gifts. But we've never asked anyone outside to come in and do anything for free. And they, here we have a nursery. They said, if you provide the material, we'll provide the labor, and we'll just do it for you. When the end came and the bill came, they said, you know what? We're just going to go ahead and take care of all the materials, too. This won't cost you a dime. That's incredible. Dan Lake Consulting came in and redid all of our sound that was not working. We held an incredible worship as one and gathered churches from the community together to begin a new series of of hope and a a, a moment of vision. We had light crews come in and fix lights that hadn't worked in years. Uh, We had sound adjustment. A drywall company came in and absolutely finished all of our hallways, which used to all have... uh, 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 Wallpaper. I'm looking for the word. How many of you remember the wallpaper? If you don't, God bless you. (laughs) Yellow wallpaper over all the halls. And they came in and they refinished all of them for us absolutely free. This change wall came down. We created a cafe. Bathrooms were remodeled. Uh, furnaces were donated. I don't know if any of you are here and you know the, the, the plaza over there by, by Kroger. The, they tore it down. What was that called? Green Acres? Green Acres? The place to be? Cool. Green Acres? Come on. So they tore down Green Acres... And Pro Air Mechanical, who had helped us, was helping them. 
And he said, what are you going to do with all these units? They said, nothing. We're going to pitch them. They're only five years old. I know a church that needs them. We got four brand new rooftop units. Those things are ten dollars to $15,000 a piece. We got them absolutely free. Come on, God is good. God has a plan. God has a purpose. He's doing something that is incredible. We ripped down walls. The sanctuary ceiling leaked. Uh, we, we got all kinds of things. Got a huge list here. I'm not going to take time to do them all, but uh, over the last uh, several years, <coughs> we put in a, a brand new stage. We built the back wall. We put in lights. Uh, we put plasma air throughout the entire facility. Every single heating and cooling has, has air scrubbers that purify the air so that you and I can breathe healthy, germ-free, virus-free air. Can we thank the Lord for that? How exciting. We've got live stream cameras and, and operations that, that take place. We brought in sound, and, 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 and then we finally, I mean, after years of waiting, we, we actually, I know, we got crosses hung in our sanctuary. So meaningful, so powerful. Soon, lobbies are going to be renovated with digital signage, the student center, because we believe in this next generation is going to be filled with lights, video, and sound. In a week, they come to install it all. I asked you to pray several weeks ago because uh, all of our, our new screen, this is just a screen. It's not a screen. It's a wall that we shoot an image on. And we have bought a screen. It's 30 feet wide by 10 and a half feet tall. Come on. Go big or go home. Jesus said, right? And I would say, go big or go home. Let's go. And uh, it was stuck on a boat uh, since August. It was sitting on a ship off the California coast. I got a call this week, and uh, they said, all of your equipment is not only off the ship, but we're actually sending it. We're shipping it to you today, this week, this past week. And so... Here we stand in this moment of time as, as God is beginning to do something. Something is shifting. Something is happening. We're mending nets. We're preparing. Because I believe that God has a purpose and a plan for a community who comes together to seek his face. Hear me. It's not about us. It's about him. It's about His name. It's about lifting His name high. It's not about a screen. It's not about light. It's about creating an atmosphere where someone walks in with chains in their life and they're set free, delivered by the power of God that they experience the presence of God. Because there's not one thing that we could ever put in this building that could ever, ever, ever take the place of the presence of the Holy Spirit. So in a couple of weeks, the week of December 6th, they're going to come. They're going to finish some of those things. Great. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. It's going to be super. But here's what I'm really excited about. I'm excited about you and I experiencing Christ and others who have never, ever given their hearts and their lives to Jesus experiencing him. We are not alone. Look around the room, up in the balcony, 
from side to side. We are not alone. If you're in this place and you are lonely, I want you to know you are not alone. You have a church family that loves you, cares about you. We exist for one reason, and that's to lift his name and to love people. Love God, love people, and lead them to him. That's what we, we have a future because God says we have a future. We have a future because he is leading, he is guiding. I've shared this verse with you several times uh, over the last few weeks. Just want you to see it again. For he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I want you to know that God gives us hope. He gives us hope. He brings hope to the hopeless. Through a church, through a gathering of people, life begins to spring forth because we are better together. And as we're better together, as we walk through this process, I want you to know, I declared, I said it a moment ago, we are in a healthy place. We are in a place where, where I believe God has done some great things. Are we done? Are we perfect? Come on, you're here. Oh, you didn't catch that, did you? Say, ah, there is no perfect church. When I walk in, it's imperfect because we're imperfect people. If you're looking for the perfect church where everyone is perfect, you're looking around. We, we say, you know what? Come just as you are, broken. Come as you are, hurting. Come as you are, deep with whatever life has dealt you or whatever you found yourself in, whatever mess or pig trough or whatever it is. That's a biblical analogy if you're new. I, I understand. Wherever you find yourself, this is a place of hope. So as a church... We believe now is the time. We're going to celebrate 100 years in, in February. We have our anniversary service that I, I cannot wait for. It's going to be a powerful day celebrating 100 years. In May, we're going to be celebrating all that God has done at Saginaw First Assembly. And then a new era begins. And we have been praying for the last couple of years. We've been seeking the Lord. We've been waiting, wondering when the right time is. And uh, I'm just here to declare to you today that we're going to celebrate 100 years of what God has done as Saginaw first and then we are going to launch a brand new name for this body that we will launch the next hundred years I believe the next hundred years are going to be even greater than the past hundred years that will launch between February and May we'll roll it out over the next couple of weeks I can't wait to share with you more over the next few Sundays of what we believe God is calling us to do and leading us as we walk into the next hundred years. Romans, I don't know that any of us will be here in a hundred years though. We just get to kick it off. We get to pass the baton to those who come after us. May the God of all hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. So that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. I am not alone. We are not alone because God is always with us. God is always with us. In fact, he tells us in his word, fear not. For I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right 
hand. Fear not, for I am with you. I want you to know, when we started walking through, what are we, who are we? Uh, what, what, are, what are we as a body? Who are we as a church? What is God's plan for us? I, we didn't come in and say, here's our mission, here's our vision. We said, let's sense who we are and, and let's become who we feel God wants us to be. And then that will determine our vision and our mission in the same way. We didn't just go out looking for a new name for the church. We believe that a name should speak very clearly to who a body is, to what they are all about, to the geographical location that they are. And so I'm very, very excited in a few weeks to share with you exactly that which the Lord has laid on our hearts because He tells us as we go forward, no matter what we encounter, no matter what we have, that He is empowering us. We do not have to fear. We do not have to be dismayed. He will give you strength. If you're in this room today, I want you to know He will give you strength. He will help you. He will uphold you. He will lift you if you are weary, if you are tired. His word says, fear not. Don't fear the future. It's easy. Boy, if you watch the news every single day, I am so sorry for you. What a mess. The Bible says, fear not. I am with you. You are not alone. You are not. Yes, things are going to get difficult. They're probably going to get more difficult. They're going to get even greater uh, distractions coming our way. And like never before, we need each other. The Bible says that you and I have this incredible hope. And that hope is that you and I are new citizens in heaven. He has created us for one purpose, and that's to worship Him and to one day be reunited with Him, that we would be with Him forever, that we would experience him that hope the bible tells us in philippians 3:20 but our citizenship is in heaven and from it we await a savior the lord jesus christ come on how many of you are awaiting a savior who is coming to this place we are awaiting your return lord come even now our citizenship is not in this world we are here not to bunker and hide we are here to be salt and life, light to the world. God has empowered you. He has given you the gift of fellowship. He's drawing us into a deeper fellowship, a deeper relationship that you and I will be salt and light until the day he calls us home. And then we all get to rejoice and be with him. That was a happy dance. Very subtle, I know. One of the greatest things I'm happy and thankful for is God's grace and his mercy. Where would we be without his grace? Everyone say grace. And mercy. His grace and his mercy are powerful tools. They're when I say a tool, I, listen to what I'm saying here. God sent his son. He took the weight of our sin and all the weight of the world for for not just then but future generations and he came that you and I would experience grace. And when we experience his grace and his mercy in that moment, we experience a freedom and a lightness and, and it's just incredible. 
Whenever you've done something wrong and you try to hide it, the weight of it just continues to carry and add weight. And the incredible gift of his grace and his mercy takes that off. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 4, 16, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace. Come on, say mercy. Come on, say grace. We receive mercy and find grace to help us, to help in time of need. I want you to know right now, one of the, the last thing that I'm thankful for is God's protection over our hearts and our lives. He gives us grace and he gives us mercy for all the silly and stupid decisions that we've made. And I don't know about you, after you've made one of those decisions and you look back and go, wow, his hand of protection was on me even when I was out of bounds. Are you glad for his grace and his mercy today? We sang this song today. Isaiah 54, 17. I want you to know there is no weapon that is fashioned against you that shall succeed and you shall refute every tongue that rises against you in judgment. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their vindication from me declares the Lord. I am here to tell you, though the weapon may be formed, it shall not prosper. I love how the, the English Standard Version here says, it shall not succeed. It will not succeed. You and I, we succeed because of Jesus Christ and his grace and his mercy in our lives. Not only will God provide for us, but it says that he will protect us too. He will even have his angels watching over you. I feel so great each day knowing that God is protecting my family, my loved ones, our church family. Which one of all of these things that I've shared with you today are you the most thankful to God for? There are so many wonderful things that I see that God has done and he's provided for and so many things that we have to be thankful for. That is why I believe we should never take anything for granted. We should spend time each and every day with words of appreciation and love and gratitude. Tell your spouse, tell your kids, tell the Lord, thank you. Everyone say thank you. Come on, say thank you. Would you do something with me? Would you look to heaven right now and say thank you? Come on, thank you, Jesus. I want everyone, if you would, all across this room, just to stand right where you're at. We're going to turn this room into an altar of thanksgiving this morning. We're going to be thankful. Come on, how many of you are thankful today? Are you thankful for the Lord? Are you thankful for what he's done? This is very simple today. Today I'm going to invite everyone to experience this moment. If you have anything to be thankful for, if you have anything to give thanks for to the Lord, 
I say in this moment, we bring our thanks and our gratefulness for Almighty God to this moment and say thank you for what you have given me. Could I just be honest and ask right now, how many of you, how many of you have something to be thankful to the Lord for? Put your hands down. How many of you realize maybe we need to tell him thank you a little bit more? We need to say it and declare it today. We're going to do that. We're going to turn this moment into an altar of thanksgiving. I understand with the day and age and the times that we live in, you may feel more comfortable making your altar right where you stand, but I am going to open these altars, and I'm going to invite anyone who wants to, as Pastor Kelly and the worship team just begin to sing this final song over us, would you take a moment, and would you just with a heart of thankfulness, would you just bring that thankful heart to an altar today? Whether it's right down here, there's so much space all across here, that we would say, God, I am stepping out and I'm going to come to this place and I am I am not listen please hear me this altar is not about not about coming to receive something it's coming to give something to the Lord I'm coming to give you praise I'm coming to say thank you for all that you have done I'm coming to say thank you for what you have given me today Lord I say thank you can we come and can we give him thanks in this moment after I'll close in prayer? But right now, would you just turn your heads to the Lord, your eyes to the Lord right now? Would you just maybe even close your eyes or look up to heaven right now all across this room? Would you just lift your hands with me all across? I, I, I know I just want an exercise of, of putting ourselves in a position to say thank you, thank you, thank you. God, I pray in the next few moments, God, as we bring our thankfulness to you, God, that hearts and lives would be forever changed. Give us a lens to see all that you are doing in Jesus' name. Come on, let's bring our thanks to him today.
right now. Just lift your voice to the Lord and just begin to tell him thank you. Come on, let's just thank him. God, you don't owe me anything. I'm here today to tell you thank you. Thank you for your gift of mercy and grace on my life. Thank you, Lord, for all that you provide, all that you have done. God, come on, church, let's thank the Lord today. God, you are so good. You are so good. God, pour out of us a heart of thankfulness of gratitude when everyone around us complains God may we bring the voice of gratitude of thankfulness Father it's in this moment Lord this holy moment as we just sang that we have come together today as a family a community to say thank you for all that you have done. Thank you for leading us and guiding us. Thank you for setting us free. Thank you for delivering us. Thank you for breaking the chains. Thank you, Lord, for for giving us salvation. Thank you, Lord, for your direction in our lives. God, I pray right now, even as we give thanks for those things, Lord, our hearts would be fixed, our eyes would be fixed on you as to all that you are doing. Lead us from this moment to walk in thankfulness to you. We love you and we declare that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords over our hearts and our lives in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Yeah, come on, let's give him praise. We can do that. Lord, we love you, Jesus. Lord, we glorify your name. Come on, let's shout to the King. Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord, we glorify your name. Yes, Lord, Jesus, you alone. You alone, oh God. Hallelujah. Be blessed. Have a happy Thanksgiving with your families. Be blessed and go. We can't wait to see you next Sunday. God bless you.